Who were your heroes growing up? Who was your first hero growing up? Faith? <laughs> she just gets straight to the point. You PK, you just stole my whole sermon. There it is. <laughs> Did you have an answer? God? That's it. <coughs> A bunch of church kids. Seriously, who were your heroes growing up? Your dad. First person I ever wanted to be. My dad. Uh, after that, it was Stan Musial. After that, it was Stephen, you know, you, you look around and you say, hey, they've got a talent, they've got an ability. But where did it start? With dad. With dad. What stories have you passed on to your children? I remember having the conversation with my children about my grandparents, parents before me, my great grandparents and, and the things that they had done and passed on to the next generation and the next generation. Do you guys know my Grandy Henry is responsible for creating the wing for the F... I just forgot what it was. Ah. Anyways, one of the fighter jets, he created the new way that it cuts through and sped it up. I have no idea how he did that. He's a rocket scientist and <laughs> whatever, but that got passed down from my grandy to my father to me. Things that got passed down, a hard work ethic. Everybody say amen. Need to start passing some more of that down, right? <laughs> this generation. Many times the first hero our children ever see and know is their father. Why is this? Well, first of all, fathers are confident, right? Look around at the fathers in the room. Are you guys confident? You carry confidence. You have a plan. When you have a question, I bet dad has an answer. Might not always be the right one, but dad's got an answer, right? <laughs> What was that sound? What is it stinking here? <laughs> On a more serious note, what does God look like? I'll give that one a moment to sink in. Secondly, fathers never quit. It seems like that from a very young age, it is engraved in a young man that we must push and work and make things happen. So I could tell you knowing that and growing up in that environment and understanding that, that's a lot of pressure sometimes, right? Feeling like you have to do and have to be and have to do can be. But fathers never quit. And when they fail, they start again, right? Because we can't quit. So I remember growing up, uh, I always felt like I had to 
work i had to raise money i had to come up with a budget i had to have the plan i had to figure everything out and then one day god just i, I can't i can't blame it on god actually that budget just went poof. right anybody with me ever had your budget just poof. <laughs> not work you lost a job or uh, something changed or all of a sudden your college loans came in and they decided they wanted to ask you for a thousand dollars a month <sighs> are you kidding me it's crazy well your budget blows up right what do you do when you realize you can't be the provider anymore? You can't just make it happen. Fathers, we, we, we feel like that's our job, right? So when we can't, we feel like failures. We feel like we failed. But I want to tell you today, let it go and start again. Because that's what we do. Start where we are. Start again. Fathers never quit. Third reason why I believe fathers start out as our heroes is we learn what it's like to have a father's love. What does scripture say about fathers? About husbands? Right? So it tells, we, we, we hear that, that horrible submit word with, when it comes to our spouses. But when it comes to men, it says, love your wife. Love your family as Christ loved the church. Giving your life up for them. Right? It sets that standard of love. And let me tell you guys, one of the greatest things that a father can pass on is that love. Letting your kids know what it is to be loved. Letting your wife know what it is to be loved. Because here's where they get their picture of God. Here is where they get their understanding of who God is, is in the love that we have for them. They say, I see God in that. Or, I don't see God in that. We live in a generation now where fathers and mothers have been separated from our families and they can't see God. So the first question anybody asks ask you is what? What does God look like? How do you guys answer that question? What does God look like? Let me ask you this. Whose image were you created in? God's. Who created all of this? The beauty. We just went through the Ozark Mountains in Branson. We saw all these wonderful mountains and greenery and plants blooming and blossoming. Who created all of that? God. You want a picture of God? Look at his creation. Look at his creation. When you fell down, who picked you up? Dad did. When you needed help, 
Who'd you turn to? When you needed money, where'd you go? (laughs) But it's not just about us. Because maybe today you'll say, but my father wasn't all those things. Or maybe you'll say, I wasn't all those things for my family, for my kids. Maybe not many of those things at all. Guess again. I bet your father was all those things. Because the greatest father, the greatest father you see is the father that all of us still have. Many of us in this room, I think, have probably lost fathers and mothers and have experienced that. But I want to tell you today, you've not lost your father. He's still there. A father who has the right answer to every question. A father who truly will never quit on you. A father who loved you so much that he sent his own son to die on the cross for you and for me. Guys, our Heavenly Father always cares. I want you to know, whatever you're going through right now, whatever circumstance, whatever you may have just come out of, whatever is in your future that you're going to face, God cares. He does. He cares. Sometimes we can't feel it. Sometimes we feel like we can't see it. I promise you that has a lot more to do with our emotions and where we are than where God actually is. Because God is in every particle that created you. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You can't have breath without the Lord. That's God. He is in you. He is with you. Even the worst of sinners in this world, God is there trying to stir, renew, ignite something new in their lives. He hasn't left them. They have just become cold and cut off and not seeing any of that. How many of you guys have ever gone through a time of being depressed or stressed or frustrated? Where you just feel down and negative all the time. Was that God's fault? That's usually where we start. God, I just don't see you. I don't feel you anymore. God, where are you? Those are the questions that we ask. But let's be real. Just because you can't feel someone at a moment, does that mean they're not there? Okay, honey, are you ever saying something to me that I just somehow don't hear? Right? Come on. Come on. There are things that people... Faith, do you ever try to say things to Daddy that sometimes he just is somewhere else and he doesn't hear? 
<laughs> okay? Sometimes we are so distracted with other things, we can't hear the message that's right in front of us. We can't hear what God is trying to say to us. Why? It's not because God's not speaking. It's not because God's not there walking through it with us. It's because we have gone tone deaf to God. We've completely toned him out. God is always there. Always there. God always has what you need. Now, don't get me twisted this morning. God is not a genie, but he always has what you need. You need healing? He's the healer. You need refreshed and renewed? He is. The Spirit of God is what brings that refreshing, that renewing. You need knowledge? How much more knowledgeable can you get than the creator of the universe, the one who inspired the word of the Lord, who helped write it so that we had it and that we can understand it? How much more knowledgeable can you get? Tap into the power of your Father. Listen, I know fathers have shortcomings. Faith is finding out her father has shortcomings. And through life, she's probably going to find out even more so. Dad's not perfect, right? I get it. You get it too, right? We have failed. But praise God that God is the Father who never fails. He's always there. So when I can't, He can. Guys, is that not a load off of your shoulders this morning? Come on. When I can't, He can. That is a word from God. He is saying, literally, Justin, I didn't put you on this earth to make everything happen. That's, it. That's ingrained in us, guys, that it's our job to make everything happen. He didn't put us here to make everything happen. He put us here to allow him to use us for his glory. That means we got to stay in tune to him. We got to hear from him. If there is anything that a father can do for his family, for his next generation, and the generation after that, is learn to point their family and their kids to their real father. Do you hear me? I really struggled with this. Amanda was pregnant with Faith. I looked around. There were some things going on at the time that I don't even remember what they were. They failed to compare to what we're going through right now, probably. But I looked around, and I was like, God, I don't want to bring a kid into this world now. Take me back 20 years. Take me back 30 years, 50 years. Take me back somewhere. I don't want to bring a kid into this world. Are you kidding me? Somebody just got shot down the street. 
why would I want to bring a kid into that? And I was really, really struggling with this. I'm telling you, my sleepless nights were, were going crazy. Because my mind would just keep running in the fear that the enemy was seeding into me simply because I was bringing a child into this world. God reminded me in his word. Don't worry. He showed me faith, grace. They're not just my kids. They're not just my kids. He created them. He created them. They're his. Surrender my kids. This is this was hard for me to get my mind around. But I surrendered my kids back to God and I said, God, I trust you because I can't. I said, God, I trust you with their lives because I can't. Faith came out, healthy baby, things happened. We saw that she had the torticollis. We saw that she had hip dysplasia. <laughs> Guess what? I went back to God and I called him on the carpet and I said, God, she is yours. You made this. You can heal it. You can touch it. You can restore it. And you know what? He did just that. Listen, church. <laughs> we look at God as he's only there when we need him. It's the only time we bring him out of the box and use him. He wants to be so much more. He wants to be our father. Dads, allow God to be the father of your children. Allow him to be your father. Understand this. We can never point them to him until we point ourselves to God. It's where we've got to start. We've got to figure out. And they need to see, listen to this, they need to see what God looks like. One of the biggest things missing from a lot of homes is the image of God passed on from fathers. We've gone to work, right? We've done what we've been trained to do. We've made it happen. Instead of making it happen financially and stability-wise in the earth sense, make it happen pointing your family to their real dad. Make it happen pointing them to God. Letting them know that's your daddy. He's going to help you when I can't. He's going to be there when I can't. Because guys, one day they're not going to have me. My grandkids may not have me. But they're still going to have God. We got that? We got to point them to him or else when they lose me, they feel like they lose everything. If they still have God, they still have dead. 
Dad's today the best gift we can pass. And aspire to be is someone who points our children to their true Father in heaven. Point your kids toward him. Point your kids towards him. So we lucked out when we were in uh, Springfield. I was calling around, and Cracker Barrel had these dad's root beer. It's dad's, dad's brand root beer. I don't care if you drink it or you put it on your shelf to remind you of who your father is. Listen, dads, it's not just to celebrate you, but it's to remind you who your true hero is, your father. Amen? Come on. It's to remind us who our father is. I wanted to get something heroic to give away, but that was too expensive. <laughs> so, so you got to add your, But every time you look at this, I want it to remind you of who dad is. Because that's the point. If we're pointing towards him, they're going to point in the same direction. If we can't figure this out, mass chaos, right? Confusion. How can they ever see God when they don't know what he looks like? You're created in the image of God. Point them to dad. Amen? Lord Jesus, Lord, thank you for the honor of having such wonderful fathers and dads in our lives. Lord, but more than that, thank you for being the father who never fails. Thank you for being <laughs> daddy, being the one who's always there, always has the answer, always has a way. That's you, God. Lord, would you help seed this in our hearts and in our lives? God, I pray right now that through this word, as we begin to apply it, it can save marriages, it can save relationships, it can kill strongholds in families, Lord. God, by simply putting things in your hands, Lord Jesus, <laughs> it's far safer than putting it in a safe. Lord, so we pray right now, Lord, as you see this into our hearts and in our lives, help us, God, to apply this today. And Lord, today, as we're honoring fathers, Lord, we want to remember to honor you, our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are to me. Thank you, Father. Lord, as we leave this place today, help us to remember to honor our earthly fathers and you and to celebrate who all of you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.